Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Digital Radio. I'm the Digital And this afternoon, the first creative, innovative, and imaginative assistant who has brought many wonderful ideas to the movie making industry. He is a producer, an animator, and of course, a director. And he owns two production companies, one called Chronic Kickstarter, as well as co owner of MSK Production. Please welcome the one. Hello, Jeff. How are you? I'm all right. Hello. Thank you for coming on on the show. Yes, you're finally on the show, and it took nine years for you to get here. Yes. (laughs) It's so good to hear your voice. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Well, we uh, we have a very interesting story, you and I. It's like we've we've been going back and forth and tossing things around the table for 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 the past nine years, right? That's true. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eventually, we're gonna do everything, but you know, well, it takes time. Everything takes time. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Especially showbiz. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. And, and you know, one thing that I learned from an old friend of mine. Is that uh, when it comes down to to Hollywood, the secret to Hollywood is to build, is to uh, build relationships, and and I learned that very very well from my mentor, from my late my late mentor Chris Dickerson. He was uh, mm-hmm. a playwright, and he was also a producer and a director, and uh, he was also mm-hmm. a fellow poet. And I'm the one who introduced him to BTR and um, self publishing, which he absolutely fell in love with, mm-hmm. and. Um, it was wonderful. I just wanted to say that before the show, we got a chance to talk to our wonderful friend, uh, Kimber Wester, uh, Westervelt. So I'm so happy to, that I got a chance to hear her voice as well. So just a lovely shout yeah. out to Kimbra to this afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Now it's uh, it's all about getting to know you this afternoon. Okay. When I took a yes. look at some of your paperwork and your resume, I couldn't help but notice that you have worked for Paramount Pictures and you also work on the Warner Brothers a lot. There's a big difference there. There's two questions that go with yes. this. Um, other than other than uh, Paramount Pictures, uh, what other production companies have you worked for? And can you tell me the best experiences of both uh, Paramount and the other company that uh, you decided to pick? Right. Yes. Uh, well, I worked for Paramount for 12 years. Um, I also, mm-hmm. but I have worked at every single studio in Hollywood um, and even adjacent Hollywood because some places, you know, they could stay. They call it Hollywood, but it's really not in Hollywood per se, like the city of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, mm-hmm. Paramount's the only one that's left in Hollywood, um, the actual city of Hollywood. Um, but I've been at Universal, and I've been at Fox, and at Warner Brothers, and I've been everywhere doing all these different things. And uh, what's the difference between, like, you know, working in some of these different studios is each one has um, different histories to them because they've all mm-hmm. been around for uh, about 100 years almost, all of them. And they, they're they all in different stages of, like, you know, of what they've kept and, and what they haven't and what they've gotten rid of. So some of the history you, you could find on, on any studio lot if you ever go to any of these things. That's, for me, the most uh, fun thing about any of the studios that I've worked at is just the history. Um, of, you know, walk into a building and they say, oh, well, this bit, you know, movie from, like, 1940 was shot here. That's, like, wonderful thing about like these things but you know they're also places of employment so people forget like it seems very glamorous but um mm-hmm. really that's where you work 
um, just if you worked at a 7-Eleven or if you worked somewhere else. Um, it's just it's a place to work. It just has a very interesting history. And if you're lucky, you get into doing things, uh, creative things that you want. But most of the people who work on the lots, they're just doing their job. They, they don't really care what they're doing sometimes. They don't care what show or movie or anything that they're doing. Um, they just they're happy to be employed and doing whatever they're doing, and um, it's usually well played job, so it's good. Um, but you know, yes, I'm surprised. You go there, there very few people who actually want to be filmmakers or writers or anything. They just want to, you know, be an accountant but work at a studio. Um, so, <laughs> so that's like the, that's that's the thing that makes them all basically the same. I, I don't think there's really much differences between. Um, in terms of work environments for most of them, um, they all have like pretty good uh, like relationships with with their, with their employees. Um, like so, you know, so it depends what time when you work. I, I worked at a very interesting time at Paramount um, when there was lots of changes. Um, Paramount's very different now than what it was when I started. I started like more than twenty years ago, and um, it was still like a studio system kind of run studio, and I could actually see what that was like. It's not that much like that anymore. Um, Warner Brothers is still is run like almost like the studio system. They still have like all their departments and things. So that would be something that maybe is different now between the two studios. Pretty awesome. Now um, there is a difference between work, uh, like for example, we'll use Warner Brothers as a visual aid. We got uh, the Warner Brothers lot and actually working at Warner Brothers. Can you tell me the difference between the two? Yes. Well, the difference between and it's it, between any studio really is that like sometimes you're an employee of the parent company of the studio. Um, none of the studios are now their own entity. They're on, you know, uh, Paramount is like part of like Viacom company and and uh, Warner Brothers is like Time Warner and all it's all these different companies too. When you're an employee of that company, you're part of a big corporation, but. They yes. open up these studios, the lots, for um, smaller productions or things that are independent productions. And um, you could actually be working for one studio but shooting on a lot of another studio because that's just the way um, they couldn't get the stages or something. Like I worked um, for Paramount at one time, but I was on the 20th Century Fox lot, say, working on Dharma and Greg because it was shot over there, oh. but I happened to be an employee of Paramount at the time. Um, same thing, like, I, I worked at the Disney lot. Um, I was doing the Ellen um, comedy show, not the talk show she does now, but we're like, talking, like, yes. you know, 20 years ago when she had a sitcom. Um, I worked on that show, but I was still an employee of Paramount, which is kind of weird. Like, because they the other the studios sometimes hire out um, people to other things. Now, if you sometimes do an independent production, you could hire stage space, say, at um, a studio. So when I worked, the last time I worked at Warner Brothers, I was, I was actually doing a very small little thing that was an independent that we happened to be on the Warner Brothers lot. Um, it wasn't owned by Warner Brothers, but we could do that. And that's like, uh, it's basically very similar to all the places, you know, um, uh, where you where you could work. Uh, most Most studios now don't have their own, um, productions only at their studios. So they will right. they shoot something on one thing and it can be owned by a completely different company. But it's just, uh, yeah. you know, you, you never know. Like, uh, so that's, that, that was, that was the difference between like being an employee of, of, of Warner Brothers or working on their lot. 
Um, I'm a guest. Oh, that's awesome. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Okay. So you have started your own production company called Chronoscape Productions, which I thought was uh, was pretty revolutionary. You you got some great yeah. stuff there, and yes, and I wanted to ask what made you want to do that? What made you want to start your own production company? Because I I think almost oh, everyone in Hollywood yeah. has one. <laughs> yeah, everybody does. <laughs> you, you walk down the street and you hit production company. Um, Yes. Well, I was at film school, and I'll, I'll tell you, like, I didn't really think about I was going to do that. I wanted to be hired by a production company. I wasn't planning on having yes. my own. Um, but mm-hmm. what happened was I was taking um, – when I was getting my film degree, uh, I mm-hmm. had a class, a business class, and they said, you have – like, let's make a fictitious business, okay? So you do everything that would right. actually be like, like a real business and came up with mm-hmm. a name and – had this thing and said, oh, now all my films started having this name and it became like a company that I had no idea mm-hmm. I was actually going to be doing this kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> so that's how mm-hmm. it all became. But the, the, the mascot, I, I was working in a movie theater at the time um, when I was uh, mm-hmm. in college, and uh, I happened to draw the mascot of my company on a little piece of paper while while there, like in the, I was working in the, in the box office and it was, it was a slow time, and, I, and that same mascot mm-hmm. is still the one I use now. Um, it's amazing, like, one day or something, it goes throughout your, you know, 30 years almost. <laughs> you know, I guess yeah. I could have updated it. I never really did. <laughs> but that's, you know, but that's how that's how that came about. You know, yeah, I, I, it wasn't like a plan. Um, no, I just wanted to be like a writer-director and, and get hired, and, and I ended up having to produce some things too, um, which, by the way, is not my favorite thing to do. My favorite thing is actually... Um, writing, directing, or editing. It's not really producing things. But sometimes, you know, you have to do it yourself because other people don't want to uh, – they want to do their own things. And uh, they don't yes, want to, like, course. help you. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's awesome. why it's, – it's actually good to have one. Yeah. Yes, very much so. So you also helped out start uh, M&K Productions. What's the story behind that? Yeah, my friend Craig Mitchell, we, um, he, uh, he brought it to me. Um, we mm-hmm. each have our own individual companies because, like I said, everybody has one in California, um, their own production company. But um, he wanted to uh, work with me to do um, actor reels for uh, actors yeah. because um, people and you know actors like they have a hard time. They want to submit things, and today people don't go yeah. to auditions anymore. Really, they what they yeah. do is they do self tapes mm-hmm. or something, and they send it out to, to people. I said, "What do you? What have you done?" And you have to show like a link okay. or something that what have you acted in, and so, so it's a lot basically of times like a people mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, people, I didn't mean to. Oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, people like don't have their own scenes and things, and, and um, sometimes they say, "Well, you know, what can you show me? Well, I don't have anything because I haven't done anything." So we'll make something mm-hmm. uh, for the actor. We'll actually write it, ah. um, shoot it, edit. And give it to them, and they could use it and put it on their websites or whatever. And say, here, here you go, a scene of you acting, and we'll tailor it to what the people want. Um, and it's mostly my, it's mostly Craig doing a lot of the work. I, I you know, I, I tell him, I, you know, it's a very easy uh, paycheck for me. <laughs> but, but you know what? It's, like, it's uh, but because I because he's like the one who writes most of the things and edits and does all of mm-hmm. the stuff. I just direct them. Um, yeah. I, I know when you say I just direct, it sounds like. You know, a very easy thing to do. I think it's easy for me, but like for other people, 
not exactly, but you, you, but it's but it is something like you know that people need, and um, it was a way for us to work together. And I also produce his um, yeah. his his uh, cooking show that is um, they just started the production today on the third season. So um, yeah, it's like a really good thing that we that we do, and we have a lot of fun working together on things. So that's how that became. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean it's it's it's. I, I still have my my own company, or he has doesn't have his. It's just like we do together when we combine to do mm-hmm. these these kind of jobs. Um, and I um, and just by the sound of it, like I said before, it sort of reminds me of uh, you're just uh, providing screen tests for actors, and on top of that, it uh, it, it kind of reminds me of something that Andy Warhol once did. Was uh, he 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 developed a series of screen tests and. Um, because when I was going to the when I went to the Andy Warhol exhibit when I was here in in, uh, in my town, I was like, huh, this could be a great reference for later, and so that's mm. what that uh, looked like. Yes. Yeah, so he did a lot. He started, yeah, he did all that. He did more than just painting. He he was also um, mm-hmm. did all those films that uh, sometimes people um, don't know about the films, or sometimes you watch the films and it's hard to actually watch. <laughs> Because they're very artsy yeah. or like they were very long or something like yeah. that. Is is one thing when you spend twenty four mm-hmm. hours with one person, and all you do is watch them yeah. eat and sleep for eight hours. <laughs> like okay, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, that's like that's yeah. similar. I mean, the idea is not new. Um, people need to have mm-hmm. this kind of thing. Um, right. I think what's different between what we do is that we're like we're not getting pre made scenes. We are actually creating something. As if we're doing yeah. a short film, each each thing mm-hmm. we do is another short film that we do um, for someone um, complete. So they mm-hmm. have an acting experience thing, and they also get experience um, acting in front of a director and taking direction and stuff. Even though, you know, basically they're hiring us to do that, but you need to have experience of someone um, putting it together for you because most of the time, um, you know, if you are going to be successful, you will be working for other people. You're not going to be working just for yourself. And you need right. to be able to learn how to take direction. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, and speaking of creating, uh, we we really talk talk the heck out of films here. Um, you also do painting yeah. and portraits. What did you take that up as one of your endeavors? <laughs> well, all right. So um, I've been um, an artist for since the mid eighties. Uh, yep. I used to have a friend of mine who who would do storyboards and things for me when I was even in my you know, teenage years, um, one of the right. films and things back then. And then we went to different high schools. And then so what, so what happened was I had to learn how to draw myself. And I ended up started painting just for fun. Um, and um, it's taken me more than 30 years, but I think I'm good enough now to <laughs> to, to right. charge for some, some of the things I do. Uh, but, yeah, it's just like a, it's a fun thing for me to do. I basically have been doing lately, uh, in the last few years, mm-hmm. I've been doing um, mm-hmm. portraits for people's pets. Um, a lot of yes. people, like, they, they say if they're, if they're, you know, say a dog is dying or whatever, and they want to have something to remember their dog or their cat or something. I haven't done a goldfish, but, you know, I, I'll do it. For money, you pay me, I'll do it. Um, but, like, usually something like that. And um, they'll they'll send me a photo, and I'll go from the photo, and I'll mm-hmm. send them a pic. I'll, I'll send them yeah. an actual painting. Um, and uh, I'm trying to be a little creative too with it because they're not. It's just not you, you know. If you, if you just like the photo, you can just blow up the photo and put it on the wall. Fine, you know. I'm just I'm making a painting. Um, 
Right. But I'm pretty I'm pretty close to the accurate of the, of the you know what they look like, and I'm also doing like other people too you know people as well you know I'm not just doing pets um and I've been, I've done like right. you know everything from seascapes and things and I, I I I took all these art classes too when I was in film school because I had like extra um, units to fill because I was a full time student for seven years. And I just I gotcha. wanted to keep all these units going, <laughs> so I so I filled my time with art classes. So I, t- I I learned how to you know paint and draw and all this kind of stuff. And um, it's like it's like cool. a useful thing to have, but it's mostly you know it's yeah. fun. It's like it's a hobby. You know, someone you know uh, I'll never be a master. You won't you won't hear about me in in art history ever. I don't think in a hundred years. Um, but you know, but you know it's it's fun for now, and and I, I just enjoy giving. A painting to someone, especially if it's like a, a deceased pet of theirs, maybe they, you know, like my friend's cat or something who died like a few years ago, and I, and they have now a painting to put on the wall. They can remember their their uh, their, their old pet and have the feeling, the the enjoyment of having something, seeing that every day. Um, I I enjoy that right. more than, you know, that I'm just getting paid to do it. You know, you know, so that's that's, that's why I do it. And, and I and I, I you can see a lot of my paintings on either my Facebook page or I'm starting to put some stuff on Instagram. So you can see yeah. some of my things oh, I've awesome. done over the years. Yeah. Yeah. I better find you on Instagram, man. Because <laughs> uh, uh, you can <laughs> like, like three I things there now. I'll more. more. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, a little more personal about you. Okay. You are. I know you're originally from New York. And uh, it's like yes. you, you moved from New York and went all the way out to Hollywood. Why such a stretch of a move? <laughs> well, I had no choice. Don't don't expect some guy mm-hmm. who's eight, eight years old to be able to decide. No, I'm staying and you know where I am. My parents had to move, so I moved with my parents. Um, uh, and so you know, if I lived in New York still, I I don't know what I would have done, but I have a feeling that I still would have done ba- the similar things because I I've wanted to be a writer and I wanted to make films since I was eight years old anyway. So either I would have gone mm-hmm. into television more because New York is more about television based or theater. Um, or, you know, I still would have been like just a, as a writer because I wrote my first novel when I was 13. So I've always been mm-hmm. writing. Um, it's not like, uh, you know, like something, a, pan, a passing thing. So I, 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 it doesn't really matter where you live, especially today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. you don't have to live in, in the Los Angeles area if you want to make films because there's, there's YouTube exactly. and, you can make films on your phone now, which is incredible. Like I remember when, yep. uh, how much expensive and everything. And I remember, you know, I, I, I was paying, I was doing super eight when I was like 10 years old, you know, um, you know, so like I, if I had a cell phone back way back then, I probably would have done that too. Um, I've had like, I've had like 5,000 hours or so of, of useless things, but I would have done it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but, you know, moving, moving from New York, at, at least the thing is, um, uh, I have memories of of, of, of living there, and it, the culture is slightly different. The accent is certainly different. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't exactly sound like someone from LA, uh, but I've been living mm-hmm. in LA for a very very long time. Um, but yeah. I, I grew up with like two different New York accents: a Bronx accent and a Brooklyn accent, which are very different, but they're still both New York. I yeah. had a kind of a Queens accent, <laughs> so I, I have that in my speech pattern. Um, but it, it's you know it's very mm-hmm. useful actually if you're not from if you don't just grow up in one place and live there your whole life to to see right. something else 
Um, mm -hmm. I, I felt like when I came to, to California that I was like going to the old West. I had no idea what to expect. Um, it was not like a big city like New York was um, at the time. It's pretty big now. Um, but then again, yeah. there's a lot of cities now that used to be really small. Um, I remember like going mm -hmm. in the 80s to go like to Denver and it was pretty small. Now it's like a huge place. So, so you know, it's not like, uh, you know, New York is the only big city now. Um, oh, but yeah, but it, it was very different though. Cause I went from like, I went from the city life to like to being in the suburbs, you know, like if you mm -hmm. can imagine like, like ET living, you know, and with the houses and all that stuff and things. I live in apartments, and, but it was basically pretty much suburb area. And I'm still kind of living in a suburb right now. So, right. Um, yeah, it's just a very different kind of thing. But, you know, I, yeah, long answer to a short question. I moved to get my parents. <laughs> I had no choice. But it's okay. I That's enjoy awesome. living in, in California. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, better weather, I think. <laughs> So tell me something. What made you decide to become a filmmaker? Um, well, I I think I said I, I've always wanted to make films when I was uh, very young. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, there's, a, there's two things that, that, that really made me want to be a filmmaker. One was when I was eight years old, uh, the movie Star Wars came out and blew my mind, and, and yeah. I, um, I just loved it, and I loved everything about it, and I would read not only yeah. stories about 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 like the fictional parts, but also they were like one of the first things that showed like how they made it. Like they would have, they had a television yes. special making of Star Wars and you could see, and it was kind of a revelation like, oh, I can make these things. Like I can, I can yes. not just enjoy watching something, but I can, I can make it. And I remember reading the making of Star Wars as a book. Um, and yeah. it was kind of a child's book and it had a lot of pictures in it. I remember, like, I was reading novels at that time, but um, I, I was an advanced reader at eight years old, but um, I still liked that book. And I remember reading, like, how do they create these things? And how do they do this thing? So it was always in the back of my mind, I want to do this. I want to be a writer. I figured that's the easiest way for me to get into it. Um, I'm not certain that I could be an actor, although it's kind of funny. I've acted so many times, but I didn't really set out to do that. I really thought I was just going to be a writer and I'm going to be that. And then I can make movies based on novels and things that I write. Um, and then I put that aside while I was going to college and I was uh, studying to become a physical anthropologist. And I was going to be yeah. doing all these things. So I was going to do all the science stuff. And I remember being doing an archaeological dig and I'm sitting in the middle of a hole and thinking, I'd rather make a movie about this than just do this. So I was like so dirty and tired. And so um, the next year I, it's, I, I quit all that and I went first year student again after, you know, so starting again at fourth year of college. Um, as a film student, so I was able to do that, and and I said, okay, I'm just going to do this because this is what I really, really want to do. And um, mm -hmm. ever since then, my my focus has been just doing these because that's the thing that makes me happy, and um, yes. you can get paid to do it, um, which is yes. you know the the side the part, side part of it that most people sometimes don't even think about. Yeah, it's a job. It, it, most people don't even know. Like they think it's easy. You put, put a, your phone there and you make like a little video and you think, "Aha, I'm a filmmaker." But that's not how how it works, you know. Um, right. you, I mean, there's a lot of like work involved to make things complete stories and complete, you know, uh, you know, put, putting things together, you know, and and maybe sometimes getting financing to do things and you know, getting the right locations and the right act. Uh, all these things I had to learn in film school. I really didn't know. 
um, back then mm-hmm. what was involved. Um, but once you start learning all of that stuff, then like as the technology advanced to to make it easy for anybody to make films, that made my my thing very very easy compared to other people because I I already had that background and I've learned all that stuff and. And uh, I, I mean, I wanted to get a studio job, which I got, like, right out of film school. Um, I wanted to do all these things um, because I've been focused on making films. And, and I've, right. you know, I've had a lot of low points when I might make it any money or whatever. And people just say, just, why don't you just quit that and, and you know, sell clothes at some store or something and mm-hmm. do that. When there's nothing wrong with that, but that's not me. I'm this yeah. is me is you know I'll, I'll I'll be a starving artist fine I don't want to starve I like eating um, but you know yeah. that this is my calling and this is why I'm a filmmaker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And now yeah. we got uh, yeah we got two more questions left here. Actually three. Um, okay. Is there any actor or actress who has given you any kind of inspiration in person or in their work? Well, when I was really young, like I said earlier, like Star Wars was a big thing for me. Harrison Ford became like a big um, acting, like my role model, of a, like a, a guy, you know, be like this guy, you know. Um, and uh, I followed him, but he was my favorite actor. And um, as I was getting, you know, older, I, I, I drifted more towards the, the filmmaking side. So, like, yeah. I had, like, directors and producer people that, like, huge influences on me. Um, yes. So, like, you know, the, the the intellectual part of it is the filmmaker people, like, you know, Lucas Spielberg and all the millions of other mm-hmm. people who do it, all these, all the films I love. Um, but, like, when when I was thinking, like, you know, how do I present myself? And, I, like, my favorite actor was Harrison Ford, who I really, it's, I could say this because I love him. I, I think he has a limited range. Um, yes. But but within that range, he 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 was like someone with a lot of charisma, and I wanted to be like that. That's who I kind right. of like. Um, I'll never be right. that, but I wanted to be that. <laughs> All right. So you and I are working on a Hush Hush project, okay? And yeah. I want to know what made you decide to jump on this project that I've given you the, an idea of. Well, besides just because I'm gonna be working with you, which is exactly the reason yes. I wanted to do it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I've, uh, all I could really say about this project is um, I'm not musically inclined. Um, that's like one of the mm-hmm. one things that I have not been able to do. I could do like all the things that Charlie Chaplin did, except he used to mm-hmm. write his own music for his films, and. I wanted to be able to play an instrument, and the instrument that I right. wanted to play um, was yeah. the piano. Um, if I could do that, but my arms are really short and my fingers are really stubby, and I, <laughs> I, I, unless it was a toy, I probably wouldn't be able to play it. But that's the thing. That's the one thing. So I think that this is like part of what we're going to be doing, something like that. But it's, it's a musically thing that I think is going to be mm-hmm. kind of fun. No, and obviously you play. That's what I'm looking forward to. It's going to be some fun and interesting and enlightening. And it's not only just to uh, inform 
individuals, but it's also about to entertain with uh, with music as much as yeah. possible, which I have. Yeah. That's, what, that's what my plan is in outlining this whole thing. Anyways, but uh, yes, folks, I am up to something. I'm up to cooking something. There's a little bit of mischief and a little bit of spice, a little mystery, heading around. Anyway, yeah. um, the last question that I got on the show is, since we've got two and a half minutes left, is um, what are at least two goals for 2020 since it's coming up? Um, I can't believe that 2020 is coming up already. That was a far future name uh, number <laughs> when I was a kid. Uh, well, w- well, one of the things that I want to do for the night, I, I I have actually been steadily working on um, several editing projects. I kind of want to like stop doing only editing on some things. Um, I, 90% of what I'm doing right now is editing. I want to get back to more of the writing side and more of the directing side. Um, so yeah. I'm hoping by the next year that I'm doing more of the writing and directing side rather than just editing because I've been doing um, this for a lot of people um, and uh, more than any of my other personal projects. So I just want, I have like so many things I want to do and uh, right. I'm hoping that, that I will be able to get around now to be able to do some of these things. Uh, sometimes it's just not easy. People just ask you to do jobs, and then you have like 20 jobs. You're like, oh, I'm doing this. Like, I, I wasn't planning on doing this, but now, now, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna try to do some of my yeah. own stuff. That's my goal. 2020, oh, I will do. I, I, I want to write and direct. That's what I want to do. More. That's great. Yes. That's amazing. Well, well, Jeff, you gave me a wonderful show this afternoon. I can say you made my afternoon. And uh, here in thank the you. lovely, beautiful Bernie, Texas, where I'm at this afternoon, I just want to say thank you so much for t- uh, joining in and those tuning in to the show. Thank you all so much for, for listening in to Jeff Kurtner's show. Jeff, I can't wait to see more uh, more of your projects coming up, and we will, we will be working in the future together very soon. And uh, for those of you listening in, please note that you can find Jeff Kirshner on Facebook. You can now also find him on Instagram and uh, and anywhere else uh, with the name Jeff Kirshner. And uh, please be sure to look up Chronoscape Productions on Google as well as M&K Productions. So please check all of that out, and I will see you all later. Thank you all so much for joining in. This is the Gypsy Plank signing off, saying ideal for now. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye.